Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Well, welcoming back to the podcast, I suppose. Um, I'm here today with Amy Owen. Amy is has been on the podcast before. She was like on one of our very first episodes. So be sure to check that one out if you want to get to know Amy's personal story a little bit better. Uh, but today we're here to talk to you about a really big subject that is near and dear to our hearts. Um, and it's this concept of how to slow down to speed up. It's something that we see all the time in our community. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of it today. Um, but just in case you don't know who Amy Owen is, I'm going to give give you a little intro here, my friend, and then then we'll jump into it. But Amy is not only an amazing human and mama, but she is a board certified nurse coach. She's a trauma informed breathwork facilitator and the owner of True North Coaching. And also she is one of our lead mentors here at the Successful Nurse Coaches. Um, in her work, she uses deep somatic coaching and breathwork to guide clients through their own healing, self-discovery, and transformation, not just in life, but also in entrepreneurship. Um, also, if you have any idea who Amy is, you know that she hosts retreats with her partner, Julie Shano, that combine adventure, nature, and nervous system practices, breathwork, and transformation all into one extended weekend in like the Alaskan wilderness. Maybe though you guys branch out later, but I think hosting it in the Alaskan <laughs> wilderness is pretty rad. Um, Amy, yeah, like I said, Amy is, we're so lucky to have her on our team. Um, I've also had the privilege to be in a front row seat uh, to Amy and her growth and just her evolution over the past few years. And a big part of that has been watching her intentionally slow down over the past couple of years. She went from being an ER nurse and she is a single mama to having a growing and thriving practice. I have seen her juggle it, literally juggle it all in ways I can't even wrap my head around and be so intentional with the business and practices she's built. Um, and we hope to pass just a little bit of wisdom and nuggets along to all of you today. But welcome back. Amy, so glad that you're here with all of us. Thank you so much for that warm welcome, Shelby. Tears in my eyes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a requirement that you get a little emotional on uh, podcast recordings. So check. You're, you're doing <laughs> <Yes>. great. <laughs> doing it. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, we were on a team meeting, gosh, probably a couple months ago, uh, by now. And we were talking about just like different things that we see coming up in our mentorship community. And oftentimes our mentees want to be pushed. They want to be challenged. They want to be stretched. And what we see as coaches is that our, our clients actually like need to take a break. They need to rest. They need to restore and they need to kind of come inward, even if it's just for like 24 hours to be able to build some capacity to move forward. And um, I was like, we should record a topic or record a podcast episode on this because it is just across the board. I think 
um, something that is so applicable to our clients and I know to our bigger community as well. Uh, but Amy, do you mind like kind of kicking us off here of like, what, what does this phrase mean to you? The slow down to speed up. Mm, to me, the slow down to speed up really means like taking time to step away from, from the hustle, from the, from the push, from the productivity to rest and to have fun and to allow our nervous system to slow down and calm down and go more into that parasympathetic state um, and fill, like fill ourselves up in that so that we can come back into our practice, into our life, into our relationships with a full cup and with coming from like creative place that we want to drive our life with in alignment. So that's what it means to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's a part of the really beautiful dance of entrepreneurship. And it's also a part of this like new paradigm of being a business owner that doesn't involve constant mm. hustle <laughs> that to create success, especially in the type of work that you do, Amy, that I do, that all the nurse coaches listening to this podcast do. We are not building a corporation to make billions and billions and billions of dollars. Like we're not selling a product. We're not in tech. We're not, we, we're not in these industries that require this, this hustle. And we are in the industry that requires coaches to be balanced and in alignment and walking their talk and having space to do that so that they can coach others powerfully. But this is something that nurse coaches big time struggle with, mm. right? And yeah, um, I have a few opinions on on why I think that is. Um, mostly being, I think that we're conditioned, like probably from childhood, we could get all like psychotherapy about it if we wanted to. But at the bare minimum, I think that we're conditioned in nursing school that like this field is hard. You're gonna grind and be up until midnight. You're gonna work night shift. You're gonna suffer to take care of others. And I think that's why it's natural for our clients to want the push when things get hard versus wanting the rest when things get hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's this attachment that happens to the hard being what we have to do in order to be successful. So mm -hmm. like we base our success on our productivity, on our ability to hustle and grind and push and keep going all the time. And so when we do slow down, it's really freaking uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, well, it feels it's like the opposite of what you've been told forever and the opposite likely of what of how you've lived your life as well. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that we can make this even more tangible for people, Amy, and, and share a little bit of our own personal stories of slowing down. Um, so do you mind going first and just be able to recall some pieces of your experience since opening your practice on like how and what mm. slowing down looks like for you and why that's like kind of the cure-all band-aid <laughs> for, mm. for most problems. Yeah. I feel like there's just so many moments in my, in my life and in my, in the last two years, especially in my practice that have come to come in when I think about this. But, um, for me, I, I really know that I need to take a break when I want to do more. Like I feel like that grippy, grippy feeling or that attachment or like that kind of 
chaotic stress moment. And so looking back, I, um, one of the ones that I really took a big pause is when I decided to go to Costa Rica and it was like a, a work trip, but for me, it was a big leap. And I felt like in my business, I didn't know if I could really take that break, take that rest. And it ended up being one of the biggest, um, pivotal moments, like for me of like going and having, yes, I did some coaching. I did some work. I connected with a lot of people, but I also just experienced Costa Rica and a lot of adventure and filled myself up and I'm a big traveler and I love to experience the world. And, um, it just showed up in my business. So, so many times more when I got home and I was like, Oh, that was a big experience for me you know, to, to take time away from my son and my practice and just go out of the country. Um, that was a big one. And I think for me that that's like those moments of when I've, I've taken a break, a trip by myself, especially, um, I can listen, I can listen to myself. I can get in touch with my voice and my inner knowing and like, what's really speaking to me. And fill, like fill from a place of like true nurturing my needs. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I also think like Shelby, you've been my coach for two years now. <laughs> so every time I was like, I don't know what to do. Shelby, help me. You're like, yeah, go take a hike, Amy, go take a hike. And literally it was like after the hike, oh, everything is great. I'm good. I <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> Yeah. Many, yeah. There are many, many times where Amy would be like, I just did a proposal and it was terrible. And how do I save it? And blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, just go, go for a walk. And then she'd go for a walk and then she'd come back and then she would have a yes in, in her inbox. Like that's happened mm -hmm. more than once. And I remember that trip to Costa Rica, just like, it was stressful to get you, like you were stressed out on the way there of, is this the mm -hmm. right thing? Is this okay? All, all the things, right? And um, I really love what you said about being able to fill your cup from within, right? Of taking the time and space to slow down, to allow. And how long were you in Costa Rica, Amy? I was not that long. I would think it was a week or 10 days. Yeah. It wasn't really. Yeah. Super so long I think that oftentimes when we we reference this topic of like slowing down, we make it bigger than it has to be. Mm -hmm. Yes, going to Costa Rica is a big commitment. Figuring out childcare, the finances, all of that part was, was a part of the equation. But then um, taking 10 days for you to be intentional and resting and on a break and uh, all these things, that's actually a pretty mm -hmm. short commitment. <laughs> to be able to mm -hmm. celebrate, right? Like it's it's not actually this big full swing in the other direction. It's just like an intentional tapping of the pause button and then knowing in 10 days, the world is unlikely to burn down. Your business is unlikely to burn down and that you can come back to it and it'll be all mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And I also think it doesn't always have to be that big of thing, like you said. Like it can be something so simple as, I just need to take a nap, you know, or like, I need to go, I need to go snuggle up on the, on the couch with a cozy blanket and like 
drink a cup of tea. It can be very simple and, and, but we have to have those skills to tap into like, what is it that my body needs in this moment? Like, what is it that my heart is telling me and Mm -hmm. to listen? So it's taking the space, like slowing down enough to listen because we can power through that. We're real good. Like going through all things, Mm -hmm. but slowing down enough to listen is key. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to highlight that again, just from my experience of like, it doesn't always have to be the trip to Costa Rica or it doesn't have to be the six month vacation where you run away from everything. Mm -hmm. Like those things sometimes are unattainable and not practical. Uh, But I remember a few months ago, I was talking with my coach. I was just like, you know, coming into the third trimester of my pregnancy, I've been wanting more time with Ada, like more one-on-one time uh, with her and just to kind of really savor these last moments where she's an only child. And we'll see if I can get through this without my own tears in my eyes here. But Mm -hmm. uh, she, and I just remember stating that out loud. And I was like, I don't know what I need that to look like per se of like what that, what that means. Does that mean that I schedule time in? Does that mean her and I go on a, like, you know, a local trip to where we stay at a hotel and I make a big fancy deal out of it. Like, I don't know yet. Um, but then I got off that call and later, later that night, it actually ended up looking like I left my phone in my office and I just went and played with Ada for like an hour in her room where we played with magnetiles mm-hmm. and we played with our little bunny dolls. And, you know, it was not a significant change in our schedule it was just actually being able to be like i need to connect with my daughter and then have like making the time and space 30 minutes later to do that and that was enough right like i didn't mm-hmm. have because my brain immediately went to oh, i gotta like take time off and i gotta plan this weekend away and i gotta do all these really big things when actually it's just like no you can check the box <laughs> and it, it can be, be simple it can be it can be simple. Um, so yes, please, please hear us when we say that it can be the grand gesture, the ultimate reset button, and it can also be these little moments mm-hmm. of, of not watching a movie and scrolling your Instagram for clients. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, yeah. It, they're allowed to be little sweet moments. Um being and, like so present with that current, that present moment, you know, mm-hmm. of like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And that they're over, I know from my own experience, I remember that like my, my first experience with slowing down was whenever I quit my job and stopped working night shift, it took me like seven months to feel like phase one recalibrated. And I remember thinking in that moment, I've arrived, I'm doing this self-care thing. I made brownies today. Like I have so much time. (laughs) <laughs> and and just kind of like how funny that is to me now of how significant that was. But there have just been so many more moments that have played out over the past few years that allowed me to be present in that moment with Ada. And that was just like phase one. And you and I were talking before we hit record on this of like, man, previous me would be so proud of where we're at now of just like in terms of taking the time and slowing down, even if we fight it still from time to time. But just like now that our eyes are open to how restorative time off can be, we're like, we need more time mm. off. 
we need. Actually, yeah. Actually, I need a six-day weekend instead of a three-day week. <laughs> actually, my weekend is now four days a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming from Mexico, you know, being like, actually, I think I should take more days off yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, our capacity to hold it just grows, too. And mm. we realize, like, it can be good and it can be even better and giving ourselves permission to like, let it be good. Like let it be pleasurable. Let us live and create the life that we actually do want and deserve instead of settling. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll let all of you know when we fully arrive in the peak level of balance and slowness, (laughs) but we, this is something we still work on. We haven't fully arrived yet, but um, I'm, really proud of the both of us for like not missing the point, you know, of like, what is the point? This is a question I've been asking on sales calls a lot lately of like, okay, so we build the practice, we do the thing, we have the income that your heart wants. And we're traveling a lot of nurse coaches love to travel. So like, we're traveling, you're working from wherever you want to work, or you're not and your computers at home. Like, what else are you doing with your time? What else is filling your cup? What else what are we doing all of this for? Because your business is just one part of the puzzle here. Um, and there's mm-hmm. so much more, there's so much more of life to experience outside of your business as well. So what are those things? I'm proud of us for that. We're doing a great I'm job. Su- I'm super <laughs> proud of us. And like those parts of life that are outside of business are what really fuel the business too. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're what, like we are our business. So if we're not, for not creating something or doing something that we love or at least like supporting the things that we love. Yeah. Like what's it, what is it for? We don't have to be, we don't have to be on the grind, like wheel anymore. We get to create something that looks so much different. Yeah. And that's why we're here. I mean, for me at least like freedom is a huge part of why I'm creating business, my business. So freedom to create and be with whatever I want. Mm-hmm liberating yeah yeah so good so good um which kind of like leads me into one of our points that we wanted to mention amy about we see a lot of new nurse coaches be on all the time like they're constantly Mm -hmm. most multitasking they're working weekends they're always on or they feel like they're always on their phone whether that's true or not um but there is kind of like no time to be off and they and it's I think it comes a little bit from like this urgency culture that we have to go and do and build as fast as we possibly can. But that's often like so out of alignment for most of the people that we work with. And then and then you're left like grieving what you thought it was going to be versus what it actually is. And it steals a bit of the joy of of creating your dream life. And um so, yeah, I'm yeah. curious if we're talking, <laughs> if that nurse coach is listening right now, the one that is like, oh, <laughs> shit, they're they're calling me out. Um, where would you encourage them to start? I think creating a schedule that has really firm boundaries of when you are working and when you are not um, and honoring that, committing to that schedule for yourself so that you're not constantly like responding to messages or creating clients or getting this thing or booking people in on your time when you're supposed to be or when you would desire to be playing or with your kids or cooking food with your partner or whatever it is Mm -hmm. like honor honor the schedule and honor your boundaries 
because you were, yeah, like that allows you to not be spread so thin and multitasking, which we talked about earlier too, is like so unhealthy for us always to be juggling 17 things at once and having so many tabs open in our brain. Um, It really just does rob a lot of that joy and the ability to be present with ourselves and the people that we love and our clients too. So I think creating a time, like a a schedule and time boundaries is super, super critical. Um, That would be my first, first nudge. Yeah. Yeah. And like creating one that you want, not like what I see my clients do often. They're like, well, I can work two hours after here because that's when my clients are available. Like, yeah, but do you, do you want to do that? Is that something that works for you first? Or is that something that is a, you know, you're going to do for a couple months and then shift to this? Like, that's okay. Like we can work with that. But if you're creating something that you don't love and that doesn't work for you, it just works for everybody else. It's the same kind of idea of like, we're creating a business that's not ours. We're Mm -hmm. doing it for somebody else. And that's for me, that would just create a lot of burnout and resentment and bitterness in my business. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. To all those things. I remember when I used to host evening calls, um, I would tell myself, you can do anything for 12 weeks. You can host evening calls for 12 weeks. And like, while that is true, and I don't have super regrets of like hosting evening sessions for clients, it's just like I dreaded it all day. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that my brain doesn't function as well after 4 p.m., you know? And so, I know that it it feels backwards. And like when you're starting out, it's so hard to say no to things like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you want like honoring your own time boundaries is actually what's in the highest service to you, therefore what's in the highest service to your client as well. Um, and for the multitasking piece, I just wanted to add, our brains are not made to multitask. We have been told that being a multitasker is an amazing skill, but especially as nurses, right? Like, that is mm-hmm. a necessity to be a great nurse, but you're actually bad and worse at things when you're multitasking versus monotasking. And um, yeah, it's it's there's a ton of research actually that proves this point of multitasking is not the best way to tackle really anything. Um, so it's a pretty big deconditioning just based on who we work with. <laughs> And who mm-hmm. we are as a, mm-hmm. as a people. Um, because if you walked into like an ER shift, can you imagine telling your charge nurse, like, I can't multitask today? I'm like, just going to do one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're fired. <laughs> yeah. The major eye roll and like shame that would follow. Yeah. It, it, it's different here. We get to exercise new, new muscles that feel foreign, but are actually like, most natural i i believe of once you get hooked on like monotasking and being able to do one thing at a time um i like have lost the ability to multitask well at at all Mm. like i drop the Mm -hmm. ball i i mess up it's it's impossible for me to do that um without having to do it two or three times i can do it i'm just gonna mess up and i'm gonna have to do it again and then do it again (laughs) yeah and i realized when you're speaking about that, I realized that now I really love how my body feels and my system feels when I'm monotasking. And like, like I'm not, I think I was very attached. And I mean, a lot of nurses are of doing so many things at once, because it feels like that adrenaline, that invigoration Mm -hmm. of like, 
do, 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 you know, like we're so good at that. We become so good and, and addicted to it. Um, that I realized how much my own system has shifted. I'm like, Ooh, I don't like it anymore. I like, the, yeah. I, I like being calm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's actually, I think like, I think this has to do with one of the things I sent you last night, Amy, in relation to this episode of like how we get addicted to the brain chemicals of being in fight or flight, which is, Mm -hmm. and, and so then whenever you like learn to tap into monotasking to being in your parasympathetic state, it can actually feel unsafe. Like you feel like you can't, or you don't know how. And then we go and find ways to kick up the dirt, right? And and to to reactivate that part because we know how to operate in the fight or flight state. That's familiar. That is home. That is comfort. And then mm-hmm. when we go when we go to a more down regulated place, it can it can genuinely feel uncomfortable to where like we're doing it wrong. Uh, so yeah, any <laughs> words of wisdom for that ginormous problem? <laughs> Oh, oh, um, I guess like start, start slow and be gentle with yourself. I mean, uh, because yeah, it's really, it can be so physically uncomfortable when we start to slow down. So, um, titration, Mm. titration is key. And I guess that leads us into like, yeah, what is this? What does this look like? Like, how can I learn to slow down in in life. Um, and I can speak for myself, I guess I can speak for some of my clients as well, but for me, what works really well is, is allowing myself to go out in nature and, and to go for the hike or go for a walk and still continue to maybe like move my body in a way, but start to slow down and sit down on a rock and notice the, all the things around me and see and smell and hear, you know, start practicing that mindfulness and that grounding outside. Nature is just so healing in that. Um, and, and tap into like, what is it that fuels me, you know, where I feel resourced. We can talk more about that, but like where I feel more full energetically. And so I can start to expand in those places. I can start to spend more time and space where yeah, where I do feel resourced and supported. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I like what you said right out of the gate of like, take it easy, take it slow, titrate and have a lot of grace for yourself because it's going like, this is what I would class. I'm using air quotes here, but like the work, right? This is, Mm -hmm. yeah, this I think is a big piece of the sustainability in your practice. Um, to where you can keep showing up over and over and over, not just to your business, but for your clients as well. And knowing that, I mean, not everything is about work, but knowing that the hike contributes to your work, knowing, knowing that like, that's all all so important to allow yourself to show up as the powerful coach you want to be. Um, and we can also check the other boxes too, of like being outside and having fun and recalibrating, like all of it, all, it's all holistic. How cheesy is that? But how true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, what was one of the pivotal moments of just making sure that I had the time. Cause like, even if I scheduled 
any sort of self-care like this, it's really easy to push it off your calendar. It's really easy to, that's the most flexible thing. So I'm just going to shuffle it off. And I remember about a year ago, I told Laura, I was like, hey, like I am not working weekends anymore. And she goes, okay, cool. I thought you didn't work weekends already. And I was like, yeah, I told you that I didn't work weekends, but I never did. I didn't actually follow through on it, but like, I'm actually not working weekends. Like notification, my phone's on do not disturb. If you know, like you have to be dying to get a hold of me and you have to have my husband's phone number in order to reach me on the weekends, because that's the only way I can completely honor the boundary is to be completely disconnected. And since doing that, like, it was so uncomfortable in the beginning because I just knew my Facebook notifications were piling up. I knew that I had 15 DMs that I needed to get to. Like, I just knew I was setting myself up to come back to a lot of work on Monday. Um, but over the past 12 months, it's been a reprogramming of like, the messages can wait. It's okay. Like, it's nothing is actually urgent here. Even if someone can't mm. wait. It's yes. Feel. <laughs> it's all that right. urgency. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that you honoring that, that commitment, that time boundary with yourself and the phone phones, like the phone boundaries is so hard. And I, that I can see that because with myself, I'm great when my phone's off, but the second I turn it on and the notifications start and I, and I can even like feel it through, even though I'm not opening it, the same yeah. thing you're speaking into. Like, I know that messenger is like <laughs> crazy. Uh, that is for me the work as well of of like really honoring that space away from my device mm-hmm. and the need to like respond to people constantly. Yeah. 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 I and, still am working on that. Let's be honest. Yeah. If everyone right now is having flashbacks of like opening their computer at work and seeing like 500 red flashy <laughs> things on your screen like again we're programmed for urgency we're programmed to take care of those things if you were like me those red notifications drove me nuts and i had to like get them off in order to focus on anything else and um so like facebook knows what it's doing when it makes the notifications red right it's to call your attention to it uh yeah so put put your phone in its place for sure and utilize the do not disturb that has been yes such a like mental game changer for me and i like i can i can hear our newer nurse coaches like in the back of my mind right now being like well that's all fine and well shelby and amy you guys make like your your financial piece of your business is taken care of you have earned the right to step back and have these kind of boundaries and i kind of want to challenge that a little bit of like you you are in charge of your own reality. So if you believe that tying your productivity to and and your success to how available you are to others, that will always be true 100% mm-hmm. of the time. And it is 100% your responsibility to change what reality you want to subscribe to. Preach, sister. And also, if that is your belief and reality, dive into that with a coach, please. Yeah. <laughs> Question it. <laughs> question it. <laughs> just a little nudge just yeah. a little nudge yeah get some support yeah. we definitely have had the support around this for sure this is not something that i arrived to by myself at all um 
I even have memories of my first coach with me freaking out that I didn't sign the two clients that I wanted to that month and just like spiraling. And she'd be like, Shelby, deep breath. Are you going to be homeless? Be like, no. She goes, are you going to be naked on the side of the street with your baby? (laughs) No. And she goes, then chill out. Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, I remember you saying those things to me, Shelby. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're so nice to Amy, if you get to the point where you're homeless on the side of the street, I will take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> if if anyone truly is on on the road or can't afford groceries, like we will just take care of it. It'll be it'll be okay. Um, yeah. But it's funny in those moments too. Not funny, but in those moments of crisis like that, when somebody is like gives you that like loving fierceness of like for me when 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 you said that to me or that something similar. Um, it's like my body relaxed and all of a sudden money just starts flowing in from that place too. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it really is. It really is. Okay. I just have to surrender almost, you know, or calm myself down and allow, allow those things to, to move and shift. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I would say, the more I have embraced this process instead of fighting it, the more money I have had capacity to hold. So like, yes, Laura and I, with the help of our team, we support a ton of people, like a lot of people. And I would not be able to do that if I was running around with my head cut off like a chicken, you know, like it just would not be it, we wouldn't be good at it. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I also want to mention here, too, that like as you get deeper and deeper into your coaching business, the m- more clients that you work with, it's kind of like a direct correlation to you will have to increase your self-care time, your fun, your the times you prioritize joy and family and all these other things that are important that also rises with the number of hours that you spend with clients. Um, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is like a Band-Aid fix. Unfortunately, nothing is. No. Here. The more space you hold, the more space you have to take for yourself and for your resourcing of yourself. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Um, mm-hmm. And before we wrap up here, Amy, I know we've used this word resource, and this is kind of like a buzzy word in the coaching world, but it's not one that I really... Uh, understood for a while. So do you mind defining that term for people? Yeah. So resource for me, what I often think of with resources, and it can be very simple, it can be very easy, but uh, something that supports me and fuels, helps fuel me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that can be a lot of different things, but I what's something that I have my clients do often is make like an energy audit of like what actually sucks my energy and what fuels my energy. And so those can be a really good, that can be really good insight into, well, what do I actually need to be fueled? Like, what does that look like for me? And what kind of support do I need as well? So, so resourcing can be like, Oh, I need, uh, some a nervous system and somatic practitioner, or I need a VA, or I need a, a housekeeper to help me with this. That can also be resourcing, or it can be, you know, for me, like a fuzzy blanket I mentioned earlier. Um, 
a time just like laying on the floor on my back <laughs> can be a really great resource sometimes, you know, so it can look a lot of different ways uh, or like a really like a wonderful hug from someone that I love, you know, or from my son. Um, and, and yeah, depending on what my body needs and my system needs or what, what it is that I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. It can, I hope that that's encouraging for people that it can look like a lot of different things. It can, from the coach to the bear hug, like it can really be whatever you need. And as silly as it and simple as it may sound, but like, yeah, having the list of what are the things that make me feel good so that when you're feeling like crap, you don't have to think about it. You can just like look at your list and be like, oh yeah, fuzzy blankets and cuddles sound great and and attainable for me <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, and maybe having a vacation planned within the next six weeks would also feel good too, you know? So, uh, yeah, but mm, yeah. Thank you. thank you for sharing that. Um, okay. Oh man. Okay. We've covered a lot of ground. I have zero idea how long we've been recording. Uh, so thanks for hanging in here. <laughs> if this is running <laughs> long, everybody, fun. Uh, but I kind of want to bring in the episode and, and land it here for everybody of, if we're if we're talking about all of these things and you're on the other side listening, thinking like, oh, shit, this is just like one more thing I have to add to my to do list. This is one more thing I have to fit in. I'm already stretched so thin and I can't I don't know where to start. Like, let's chunk it down real small. Let's use some very, very clinical coaching terms here of like, where is just the smallest place that you can begin? Um if if the trip to Costa Rica is not available to you, I understand. But maybe maybe the warm bath tonight is or having a really good partner or hug from your partner, which I've learned some science about hugs. Take at least two minutes for the hug. Breathe together. Fully embrace. There's science mm. behind a juicy hug of that length. And um, like, where can you make it really small to just start to be able to bring your body into the present moment. Um, Amy, do you have any words of wisdom for maybe that particular nurse coach who's doing all the things, multitasking where, where they can bring it in without completely adding 500 things to their to-do list? Yeah. Keep it simple and keep it small. I think like you said, is, is would really be my, would really be my nudge. And they always know, like we always know what we need if we listen and yeah. So, and just honor, honor that, honor that and know that those like your needs matter and, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or another to do. It can be really simple. Yeah. For any of you that uh, watch the show, the office, they have this acronym and it's kiss and it's keep it simple, stupid. And I don't love the word stupid, <laughs> but if, if you're ever overcomplicating things, remember Dwight Schrute from the office and his, his acronym is, is kiss. Uh, but also if you are, if you are listening to this and thinking like, Oh, that's fun for Amy and Shelby, but I don't want to do that. I have to build my business. I have to coach as many people as I can. I'm on this treadmill. I've invested in the mentorship. I'm here to hustle no matter what anybody tells me to do. There is a direct correlation for people who or for our, our clients who take a break, 
even if it's just permission to take a break for 24 to 48 hours and their income. And us as lead coaches, we are here to help guide you in that to where we can see you spinning your wheels oftentimes when it feels like you need to push harder. Uh, But the more you embrace this practice, the more more money you will make. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Um, So if that isn't motivation enough, I don't know what could be. (laughs) (laughs) Second all of this. Yes. And true for me, 100%. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, perfect. All right, team. Well, thank you, Amy, for joining us here today and sharing a little, little pieces of your story and wisdom with us. Um, like I said, this is work that is very near and dear to my heart and also to Amy's as well. And this is often what deep work looks like when you choose to work with, with one of us. So if you want to get in touch with Amy, you want to follow her on the socials, check out the show notes that will all be in there. Um, And when is your next retreat, Amy? What's your next thing on the docket? Yeah, we have two retreats coming up this summer in Alaska. Um, It will be one in June and one in August. Those are for sure. And we have the program Nourish launching in January with the somatic and breath and nervous system practice work. So those are my things. Beautiful. Got going. Beautiful. Yeah. If you want to plan for the weekend away, for the epic weekend away of rest, get your butt to Alaska for sure. That is a great, great. I kind of love that we're recording this so far in advance so people can rearrange all the things to, to make it happen. Um, But yeah, if you are wanting to get in contact with Amy, don't hesitate to reach out. Also, if you work under our umbrella, you have a chance to work with Amy in the mentorship on a really intimate basis as well for business support. And yeah, come find us in the Facebook group, the Successful Nurse Coaches. We will be hanging out in there. Amy's in there too. And thanks for being here with us this week. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.